Hey, this is Heather Kiefer, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up, guys? It's Dark Side with a uh, special interview with 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. And this is brought to you by Shock Socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. No one likes replacing fork seals, so ask your local motorcycle shop about Shock Socks or go to bermmotorsports.com. Gary Sutherland, what's up, buddy? Not much, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. Just uh, got home from the movies. Um, took a day off and went to the movies and took the my movies. Yeah, man. My uh... you watching like would you you probably watched like a hopeless uh, dramatic or romance romance movie or something, huh? Dude, I'm dark side. What do you think I went and saw, man? I saw the new Dude. Star Wars movie. No, I don't believe it. <laughs> you probably watched like Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever the new yes, one that just came that, out. Yeah, that's so, actually. Yeah. I was in there by myself with a hat on, real low, <laughs> and sunglasses. Yeah. That's right. Don't you don't have to lie to the listeners, man. That dark side's just a cover up. <laughs> yeah, they they know the truth. They always <laughs> find out. So, man, how you doing? How you feeling right now? You know, I mean, you're a few months into this off road season. How you feeling overall? Uh, overall, it's been uh, kind of ups and downs. You know, honestly, works has been going decent. I'm like 10 points down in that series out of the championship. We've had uh, had some small little mechanical things, unfortunately, uh, a couple on my end, a couple out of my out of my control. But um, you know, when you don't tighten the banjo bolt on a rear brake, you know, you lose your brakes and you end up racing. Uh, you know, over an hour of a hour and a half race without rear brakes isn't very fun and hard to go super fast. But uh, overall, it's been pretty good. The Suzuki's working good. We're, we're you know, still working kinks out of it. But um, big six I've had actually DNF three of the five races so far. So yeah, we've I've, been struggling on that side. I've got like I, I went through all you know the big six website and the uh, works website and got each of your race breakdowns and your lap times and I, we'll try to go through them a little, maybe individually and see how much you remember about each each particular race. Um, you know, let's take a step back here though you know at the end of last year you win two championships and we talked yep. about this somehow you lose your ride the team doesn't have the month the budget to bring you back how did you deal with that you know how, how how was that mentally on you did you was there any point where you thought man this just isn't worth it or did it yeah mo- go ahead no yeah I, it, everything you're saying like i'm pretty i'm still pretty bitter about it you know i signed a three-year deal with the team and unfortunately you know they didn't you know stand up to their end of the bargain and uh you know they're still out there racing with you know other guys and yeah. it's uh it's kind of the big thing is, is uh at the end of the day you know if you're not gonna if you wasn't gonna honor the contract and let me out of the contract it would have been nice if you were let me know in september when i had an opportunity to actually you know speak to other manufacturers and actually have an opportunity where budgets were still open right so you know being dropped so late really was uh that was the worst part of it. It wasn't necessarily the fact of just being dropped. Um, it was more of the timing of it, you know, being so late nobody having anything. So, you know, I mean, yeah, there was some there was some times there I was not a very happy person to be around and uh, you know, after winning two championships you'd never think you'd be in that position. So going from an all time high to an all time low real quick, but uh, you know, I got a great group of people around me, and we were able to, you know, put some things together. And, you know, I got a good support system, and it's it just, you know, it's all working out. It's a lot of work this year. Um, you know, Suzuki um, 
Suzuki came in and helped, but right. honestly, the people that are really helping are working class guys. Like I have a uh, Hatch Racing. Um, he owns the air conditioning business. He's my main title sponsor. And then I have a uh, Foothill Painting and Drywall out of um, Sacramento. Uh, you know, and then Wayside Lover out of Sacramento. Also, all people that are working and spending their money to see me go racing and keep me afloat. So that's really been on. You know, on them, and it's, it's awesome to have those kind of people behind me because it's not industry people really helping me, you know, financially yeah. in that as- aspect. It's more the working class guy that loves, you know, the enthusiast that's keeping me going. So it's cool, and it's been a it's been a good year, you know, trying to get trying to get some results. It's, it's tough, you know. I'm doing my own mechanic work and yeah, doing everything. So it's just it's been a lot, but uh, you know, we're still. Still waking up every morning and being able to do what I love, so I can't really, uh, um, you know, complain. Sure. My my Christy, Christy just walked down and told me to wrap it up. I'm just rambling on right now. <laughs> no, no, man, <laughs> it, 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 you're doing great, man. I, I love the fact that you guys just bust each other's balls. That's good stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was really awesome on our show a month or two ago. That was great. Um, she keeps busting them the way she does. I'm not gonna have any left here soon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so when you're going through that, you know, and I know you're stressed out and, and you're wondering what's going to happen, do you have a something you do for mental strength? You, I mean, do you do yoga? Do you have, you know, do you talk to Kiefer? Do you talk to your buddies? How do you, you know, kind of keep motivated mentally? And, you know, does Christy help you out with that to, to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to come back and I'm going to get my own deal and we're going to go do the best we can? You know, it's funny you say that because uh, – I mean, you know me. I, first off, I, I like yoga. I don't do yoga. I should be doing yoga. It probably would help with my mental side of it and keep me calm down a little bit more. And, you know, if I asked Chris about it, he'd just tell me to stop whining and stop being a girl and turn into the practice squad guy like he is, you know. <laughs> uh, so, honestly, you know, Christy helps a lot. And at the end of the day, like, I know what I'm capable of and I know what I want to do, you know, the goals that I've set a long time ago. And I've learned, you know, over the years that, you know, I think today my goals are what matters the most and, you know, providing for Emory and Christy and everybody in my family, that's the main goal. And so, you know, it fired me up and that's why, you know, that's why we put a put a program together and went out. I didn't want to go out, you know, quit racing with having two number one, you know, titles. So, sure. you know, honestly, mentally, it's just, you know, it's just everything, everybody in, in general, you know, having Chris. They see the highs and the lows, and Chris a lot of times is like, "Dude, why are you even doing this, man? You're just working your tail off." And it's like, well, it's that much better when uh, you win your championship. So yeah, hey, your phone's so going in out. and out. Are you moving around? I'm standing in one spot. That's weird. Okay, that's just no big deal. It's it's good most yeah. of the time. It just went out for a second. Um. Oh, okay. So I'm looking through, like I said, I was looking through, and it looked like the first race of the year for you was in Atlanta. That would have been kind of a home race for you for the big six, and you had a DNF. Yep. Um, yep. Was that the break, the race with the break, or was, what was that issue? What happened? No, we blew, we blew, uh, we blew a head gasket. We, uh, I built the motor. We, we came in like, we came in swinging. We didn't really know where to go with the bike, you know. And uh, unfortunately, we just went a little too far with it, mm-hmm. and trying to get power out of it, and you know, those big six races are pretty fast. And so just 
went a little far and popped the head gasket, so that was not not fun. You right. know, it was kind of a crappy way to start the season out, but, you yeah. know, it happens. That's racing. Sure, yeah, I and mean, when you're desert racing, and I think those races are just over an hour is what it looks like on average times, maybe close to two hours. It's a lot of time yeah, on the motorcycle. Yeah, hour and hour 30 to hour 40. Yeah. Um, big six is pretty wide open, so high-speed, choppy, rough, dusty, just beat-up horses. Right. And it looks like that was also Emery's first race. Is that the first time she Yep. Did? So that's pretty cool. How how was she? You know, was she excited? Was she nervous? How did she feel when she came back and was she, done? Dude, she was fine. Like, you, we got to the line. I was more nervous for her right. than she was. And then she, once she got, like, she was fine. She had a great time. She had fun. She uh, still isn't going super fast yet, but she's enjoying it so that's that's all i really care absolutely yeah so she had a great time it was fun so we uh we made the best of it and had a great time that's awesome and yeah i mean that's got to be even more motivating it's just like it you know motocross starts out as a family thing to me and to have your daughter there racing that's one of the things i really as i'm looking at this off-road stuff and i talked to you about it before i can't believe that it's not more popular as far as coverage because I'm looking. I look. I just picked a, a random class at that race, and there was 192 entries for the for the yep. novice beginner class. That's more entries than show up at one of our local motocross races normally. And then yeah. they have the pro class. You're the elite of the off-road guys, like comparison to the nationals or Supercross. But at the same time, all the amateurs are out there. You're hanging out. Your family can come. It just seems like such a cool environment and a cool series. I just, it's very disappointing that there's not more coverage for you guys because it's hard to find this information. Yeah, you know, it is tough. And, like, you know, GTC has a pretty good following where, yeah. you know, they're, they're getting some stuff on. They've done some different things marketing-wise that's helped. But, unfortunately, that's kind of the big problem with West Coast Off-Road at the moment is we're just not getting enough exposure. And the, you know, <laughs> having Caleb come out from GTC and, race is a good you know it's a huge thing for us and it's good to have you know him out here racing with us and you know honestly i it's i don't have the answers of what we can do as as organizations like how they can do it better because it is hard to it is hard to uh you know put it on tv or put it out out there and then on top of that like it's it all comes down to getting manufacturers back in the series and supporting the series and promoting the series and you know, that's the one good thing with Suzuki coming back in this year. I think, you know, adding a new color and having them come back into off-road is only helping the series. So I'm glad that, like, I'm able to do that. Yeah. So. Well, okay, so then round two was uh, at Honolulu Hills in Taft. Is that a is that a California race? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you, you finished that one. Um, you got sixth overall. Which the cool thing that I'm looking at it looks like you were only a minute forty off the leader, which in an hour and forty something, or, yeah, a minute forty. It looks like you were behind in an hour and forty two minute race. I mean that that seems pretty close to me. Is that would that be considered yeah. pretty close? That race, I honestly was not a good one for me. I was struggling with we we went we tried some different forks. Like, I ran stock suspension at that run because, like, we'd switch some things over, and I ended up just running stock suspension and blasting that thing. Like, you know, with with being switching so late onto the Suzuki, we didn't have any testing time. So it was like we had to use and DNF in the first round. We kind of were like big six was 
you know, like, well, we're going to have to use these kind of as testing. And unfortunately, I didn't get a good start. And then I sat in the dust all day and just kept kind of plugging my way up. Like, I was, I don't know, I was 10, something like that. And I just kind of kept plugging my way around. And honestly, I just kind of, I wasn't riding that good. And I finally picked up my pace towards the end. And then, boom, next thing you know, you know, race is over. Right. I like, I rather would race for two hours. I like the two hour races because, um, those races, you know, those the last thirty minutes of those races are where it really matters. Yeah, and you I know, can... like hour and a half is a lot of guys that can go really fast for an hour and a half. But that those two hour races, the old works races, big six, when you go two hours, that last half hour is like it kind of separates the men from the boys. And I always, I always enjoy pushing mentally, right. physically, that last half hour. Yeah, I, I see that. Like I'm looking at some of your finishes, and like you're you're picking up three and four positions on the last three or four loops. So yeah, you're yeah. you're definitely gaining as the time goes on. So then Big Six yeah. moved to Glen Helen, Prairie Dog GP, and that was another DNF. Was that? Yep, that was a uh, self-inflicted from a lapper. I ended up battling for third with Caleb. And uh, Ricky and uh, we went off the jump. We actually started laughing, guys, like on the second or third lap. And <laughs> wow. I freaking, yeah, I freaking came around and I, like, they pushed the mud off the track. And I, like, the guy, like, got scared and moved to the left because Caleb was on the right. And I was like, oh, crap. And I kind of clipped him and turned and I landed, like, on the edge of the track and there was mud and I just scorpioned myself. And knocked myself still. I couldn't stand for a while. I was pretty, pretty much. It was one of those things where I just was like, I sat there and I was like, whew. <laughs> and then I thought I broke my collarbone. I had to like a chip out of my collarbone and like wow. my uh, my ribs and my back. And like, so I ended up going to the hospital. I, it was uh, it was a pretty big slam. I, I haven't had one of those in a while. So that sucked too because I felt good and the track was good. And, but is what it is. You know, it's racing sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like it definitely seems like it's a learning curve with that new bike and doing it on your own, you know, basically on your own without a team. It, it's a lot of extra work, a lot of extra, extra stress. And I can see how it's causing, you know, it's a lot more difficult, obviously. Oh, yeah, big time. So the next round was uh, Hilltoppers GP and 29 Palms, and that was another DNF. I'm going to assume that was the flat. Uh, Brakes. Oh, the brakes. That's what I meant, the brakes. Yeah, yeah, the brakes. I had a brake banjo not the banjo but the actual bleeder screw came out and that race was insane fast like we're talking i geared the bike 1450 <laughs> and you're wide open just rough square edge bumps big holes all this thing. and i uh when, when the brake went out you know me already dnfing two of those rounds like i, I tried to ride the bike around but it, it wasn't i wasn't gonna make any money and i wasn't all i was gonna do was hurt myself or you know hurt the bike so i ended up having to pull in and i was like well there's just a bonehead yeah it's got to be frustrating because i mean obviously i mean there's no doubt you're you're one of the best riders in the country you know doing what you're doing and just having those dns has got to be very frustrating but you keep pushing i mean and then the following race was uh in prim nevada and you got a fourth how'd that one go for you uh, it was pretty good. I got like a 10th place start. Um, unfortunately, big six, we always race late in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And by then the courses have just been like ridiculously dusty and gnarly. And I got stuck in the dust. And I know Caleb was seventh on the first lap. I was 10th. I 
got through some guys and was able to push forward. I caught out, latched on to Caleb, caught Caleb, and he we got all the way up. And I had some pit strategy strategy that didn't quite work in my favor. I got stuck behind the guy and allowed Caleb to get out like 25 seconds. So um, I ended up finally getting around him and then trying to push and catch Caleb, but couldn't get him. Um, so fourth for for that series for the, what, what had been going on, I was like, well, we'll take it. You know? Yeah, yeah. We came out and one piece. The bike was the bike stayed together. We didn't have any issues, so that was good. And in that race, the, the overall finish, it looked like you were a minute and one second off the leader which again that seems in a race that long you're right there i mean you're not off by much no no and that's that's it just if it's all about getting a better start yeah tightening up you know the first half of the race and getting up there with those guys and, and just and getting that getting out front early and that's one thing i haven't been able to do other than one workshop this year you know so, right and then Emery raced again at that round i i didn't see her on the other rounds but she raced that but she had a she had a dnf that weekend yeah, and it, it, well, her first lap time was 33 minutes, and I was yep. afraid she was going to run out of gas, so I pulled her off, and they gave her a DNF, and I was like, well, dude, but she can't go with another lap. Right. And so she was, she struggled. It was standy. She fell a few times, fell in the mud, and so it was a little a little tough for her. So I think sure. we're going to give her a little little break on Big Six and uh, maybe get her racing a little local moto here and there. So. And how old is she right now? six about to be seven in july so she, you know she's out there in the desert and that and pick her bike up and she but i mean she you know you, oh yeah you think a kid that age especially a girl you know being stereotypical would like be crying and i mean she's out there battling that's pretty awesome oh yeah no she she's doing really good and, and, it, and it is gnarly i'm like i get nervous i'm like out there riding around like yeah i'm trying to find her and stuff and how long are the loops have they got to be a few miles right i mean 15, 20 miles? What's the, what's the loop on a race like that? For big bikes, it's like 8 to eight to 10. Okay. And for kids, I don't know. They probably cut that in half or so. I got you. Okay. But, but still, four miles on a little bike is not. It's a long way for a yeah. little kid, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me. I've got a, a listener question here. One of our Patreon subscribers is named Stephen Brady. Um, he sent a question in that says that he's heard you on other pods, and I'm assuming he means with Kiefer. Um, say so yep. this may be your last year and uh, racing, and if that's the case, do you have what are your future plans? Do you want to stay in the industry, or do you just want to completely get out and try something different? Well, I I honestly I know I feel that I have a good five years left in me, and I think I don't want. I mean, unfortunately, I don't want to quit racing, mm-hmm. and I don't think that this year will be my last. Like. I have some things working we're working on right now with Suzuki and you know, some other people that I think are going to be awesome for 19. And I really want to prove to everybody that this bike is good and that we, you know, that we're that Suzuki is actively trying to get back into off road. Yeah. And and you know, and I know they want to better the program and better what's going on. So um, I don't. And, and as far as if if it doesn't work out, uh, I don't know. I. I I've, I've had that question quite a few times, and I don't have it. I've ran heavy equipment my whole life. I've done glass, I've done construction, I've done a bunch of different stuff, and, and I think honestly, at the end of the day, I want to do something for myself and you know be my own boss. And, yeah. And, you know, just like I do with racing, you know, I'll put the chips on me. And I can understand Christy that. Says, Christy just walked by and she just says, "Be your own boss." You mean I'll be your boss? Which, as you know, you guys all know that's BS. I'm the man. 
my balls might be in her purse, but I'm still the man. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna touch that one. Hey, this is Ryan Dungey, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you need an amazing deal on a residential or commercial roofing job, or if you just need a new fence, a custom patio, a pergola, or even a new metal building, Five Star Roofing of Texas is who you need to call. Chad Mayo and his crew will knock it out of the park for you just as easily as JS7 blitzes a set of whoops. He even offers a moto discount and is a proud sponsor of our friend, John Short. Chad is a true moto head and does incredible work. So give Five Star Roofing of Texas a call at 214-402-8565 or check them out at www.5starroofingoftexas.com or on Instagram at 5 Texas. And that's the word five, F-I-V-E. So check them out. Call Chad Mayo and get a great deal. Tell them Moto X-Pod sent you. Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936 828 1472 or email char char at mxgirl.com and that's mxgirl g-u-r-l and tell her moto x pod sent you you got the one snowman i'm eastbound and down hey guys muscle mark here i want to introduce you to my friends over at york welling and fab from new construction truck beds barbecue grills and anything else you can come up with york welling and fab has you covered with deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. <laughs> well, let's move over to the work series this year. So the first round was uh, Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Um... You finished second. No, that was February second. Excuse me, I'm looking at my notes. You finished third. Yep. Um, so that that's this series seems like it's been going a lot better for you. Tell us a little bit about the works series compared to the big six and what you know how that day was. You know, works. You know, coming in with my number one play, like I had a lot to prove, and uh, we had made a huge switch uh, chassis wise and stuff, trying to get and motor and stuff, getting ready for that round and. Uh, I didn't get to practice that in starts that much. And I, the ones that I did, I was killing it. So in Vegas, that round last year, I, I'm not always known for my sprint speed. And last year I killed it there. Mm-hmm. And cause I, I, everybody was like, Oh, well, Gary can't sprint. Gary can't sprint. And like, I worked really hard. I killed it there last year. So I really wanted to come back and, you know, win. Cause you're in Vegas. It's the first round and all that. And, you know, I got like a three, four kick start and came off the line. I think second last second to last or something like that oh, wow. and 
yeah, I was like, oh, crap, because it's tight. You know, it was a tight race, only 45 minutes. And I just put my head down and started pushing towards the front. And, uh, you know, I was happy with it. I was happy with the way I rode, and I was happy with the bike and everything. You know, it was a good – with everything that went, that went on and happened mm-hmm. uh, leading up to that, like there was a perfect way to start the season and put myself in a good position to uh, – you know, defend the championship. Right. Now, you just mentioned like, it was a, a, a kickstart. I, I didn't realize so it's a dead start is how you guys start off. Yeah, some of them. Some of them are dead engine and some of them aren't, and that's why it just depends. And I, it's a good, and I actually prefer a lot of times the kicker over the electric start. Okay. Because you can actually kickstart a bike, honestly, faster than you can. It's more. It's not as consistent. Like, electric start will always start, it seems like, in the the same time every time right like but i even on yamaha's i was able to kickstart faster than i was a button on fx well that's pretty impressive because usually when i have to kickstart my bike i'm there it feels like i'm there for like 15 minutes <laughs> i do a full moto just trying to start the damn thing <laughs> that's your excuse huh yeah exactly i'm tired <laughs> all right so round two was canyon mx in peoria arizona um you got second um so a little better improvement how you know how'd that day go how was that course uh, that course was really good, and honestly, I gave that win away. I got into the lead halfway through, hit it. He got away from me a little bit, and I put on a charge um, like two laps to go and got closer, but I clipped a rock or something and bent my rear disc and didn't realize it, got on the motocross track, went to hit the rear brake, blew a corner, lost the time that I gained on him. Oh, wow. So we got the, we got the white flag, and I threw down this, a heater took a bunch of chances wasn't smart but i literally lost my think one second like i followed him through the transplanted street so Jeez. super bummed on that yeah but at the same time it was like you know it was just, i was mad at myself for not pushing harder earlier like i should have thrown down two of those you know and put a gap on it but you know it was just hindsight's 2020 yep. you know yep. like after the race it's always easy to say what you should have done but in the moment i was trying to be smart and uh it just didn't work out, but you know, it was, it was, it was good. I just really wanted to get, uh, you know, I want to get that win under my belt. So yeah, for this year on the Suzuki. So that was a, that one right there. There's two races this year or yeah, two or three races this year that I've just kind of like stupid stuff like that. So, well, it looks like you almost won, but the highlight would be that Emery did win. Yes. But I, I, being the competitive dad that I am, win, but off the record, she was the only one in her class. I saw that. I wasn't going to bring that up, <laughs> but I so I, I I let her take the trophy and she won. But yeah. also the competitive part of me, I'm like, because we made her start on the road with the other kids, because I didn't want her to run by herself, you know. Yeah. So, um, but it was good. Like she had a lot of fun, and of course she, you know, it, as long as she's having fun and she enjoys it, that's all that really matters. So yeah. it was good. For sure, I just I thought it was really cool. I, I saw that there was nobody else in the class. I wasn't going to tell anybody that, but now, <laughs> now the whole world knows. <laughs> so hey, it's tough. No, there's no sympathy. There's no there's no easy way around it here. I, I mean, that's not a bad thing though. You know, everybody gets a trophy the way kids are now. I mean, it's not bad to to have that a little bit. So hey, you know, you got teacher. You sometimes you got to earn things, and but yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Next round was at Lake Havasu. It looks like that was a two-day event. Um, so tell us a little bit about that that weekend. Uh, yeah, Havasu. I always love Havasu because that's a very uh, like 
I would say physical demanding, probably one of the most physical demanding ones we have all year, and it's in Havasu, so I'm on the lake, and it's one of those races that, you know, everybody wants to win, and I've won it before, and I came in, I built a new race bike for that race, and super excited, so I'm really going to practice, especially in good time, everything was good, and uh, being your own mechanic, you make mistakes, I can fess up to the fact that I didn't get the banjo bolt. <laughs> and three laps in when I was running second about 10 seconds off the lead uh, I lost my rear brakes and then unfortunately I didn't handle the next two laps perfect I was trying to figure out if I, if I was going to get brakes and I kept raising my hand and signaling to my pit and then I was the whole time I'm doing this kind of freaking out I realized I'm still in third place Yeah. and those guys aren't getting away from me and I'm like well hold on just a second shit like I don't I don't. I I can I can go this fast without brakes, like because the sand was slowing me down. So I was like, all right, fine. So I came into my pit, got gas, and I was like, no brakes, no brakes. Just give me gas, give me gas. I pin it out of the pit, come around. I'm pinning. I'm like, all right, we can do this. Like you're still in third. Like you're all good. I come around and like right before they're signaling me, go to the pits, go to the pits. So I'm pissed because <laughs> I'm like, I don't need brakes, you know. So I right. pull in. I'm like, I don't need brakes, and they're like your wheels falling apart. So evidently when I left the pit, two or three spokes fell out of the wheel onto the ground. Oh, and yeah. I got lucky even getting the bike back. So I jump off the bike. I throw it on the stand. I change my rear tire myself. I go out in 11th place and charge from 11th back up to fifth. And I think the last six laps, I was the fastest guy on the track with no brakes. So once again, felt like I kind of gave that one away. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can see how, you know, and I, I know you're a super competitive guy. I can see how that would be, again, getting very frustrating. But if you look at the positives, that you obviously have the speed. It's there. The season, I mean, isn't over yeah. by any means. I don't know how many how many total rounds no. is this thing. I think we have four more, three or four more. Okay. Something like that. So, yeah, you still, so. you, you know, you still got some work to do. It's coming. Yes. Yeah. Following the following round is Sand Hollow and Hurricane Utah. That's a little bit of a haul, um, and you get a third. Yeah. So, what's it like? What's you know what? How's it different racing in Utah compared to SoCal and Arizona? Is, you know what kind of terrain? That's that by far is my favorite race all year. Red sand and then the shale rock underneath that's sketchy that you got to watch out for hidden people wad all over the place, and then the super technical slick rock coming down, and you actually have to go walk and find lines, and it's it's super demanding and relentless and fast, and I love that race. And I've won that race a few times, and going there, I came in super uh, um, confident. You know, I've I won there. I felt great. I'm like, the the year prior, I had like a two-and-a-half-minute lead, and I ended up hitting a lapper and jacking myself up pretty bad. But uh, I knew I was going to be good, and I knew I could, you know, I wanted to win there. And right off the start, like fourth, fifth place start, and I had a great line, pow, all the way to first, right off the bat, going up out into the sand dunes. Nice. And up there, the sand moves a lot. So when the wind blows, yeah, like, yeah. the sand will actually expose different rocks. Well, from practice in the morning, the, the wind had picked up. I had this spot where I had this line where I was going through the sand, and I hit this rock formation and jump over, like, two big rocks and land in the sand, right? Well, I come around, leading. I got, you know, a little lead. I'm like, ooh, this is it, man. Just keep hitting it, you know? Like, come around hit the rock and I jumped in the air and I was like, oh shit. There was, the wind had moved the, the sand and there was a rock, like a curb that was like probably a foot tall curb. And I just, luckily my front end was up and it just hit the rear wheel and I just went flying. Just 
ass over a tea kettle and uh, the bike landed in the stand upside down. I had to stand in the pipe. I had to like pick the bike up. I had to catch my wind. I remounted in like sixth, I think. And uh, by the end of the first lap, passed myself back up to third, worked into second, and then I lost my rear brakes again. <laughs> well, I'm you like, were well, having some brake issues. Yes. So not 100% sure of that problem, but we, uh, I just was like, well, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to ride. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, nobody got me in the pits when I got, you know, or he got me because I didn't have any brakes and then yeah. there was not much I could do. I just salvaged the third. And that's, that's been the most frustrating thing is I, ha- I haven't felt like, you know, I was able to show my full potential there. So, but hey, it's all good. We're, you know, we've only lost a couple points at that one. So. Yeah, and just hearing you talk about these events, man, like, I really wish I could go do a few of these. Like, I wish, you know, I know we have some cross-country races out here, and I want to do that at some point. But I do miss riding the Dez. You know, I got to do that as a kid, and I probably would be terrible at it right now because I haven't done it in so long. But it seems like so much fun. Just, you know, motocross is a blast, but riding out in the desert, there's so many different options and obstacles and hills and ravines and Man, I just I miss that. I'm I'm really jealous. We'll get on there. I'm gonna try, dude. I... We'll get you. We'll get you some RM Army. Like <laughs> we'll get you RM Vitor. But that an RM doesn't have enough power to get up a hill, hardly does it? Come on now, you go over here bagging on my shit. Listen to this guy. I'm a Honda guy, dude. Come on. I'm Honda. I'm Honda for life. No, I I uh, I rode uh, Rich Taylor's Richard Taylor's RMZ at. Glen Helen, you know, that after I had talked to you, when I met you that next day or yeah. whatever, and hell, that bike was a blast. And at my ability level, all the bikes are too fast, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah. Exactly. All right, so the last round of the work series so far this season was Iron Mine in uh, Cedar City, Utah. You got a fourth, so still in the top five. Um, any any crazy stuff happened at that race? Yeah, yeah. Uh... Got second place start. Um, got passed. Was sitting in third. Came into pit. Well, I pitted. Got passed from in the fourth. And the guy in fourth, I, it was dusty and really crappy, so I stayed like right on him. And um, unfortunately, they had a five-minute pit rule there. And when I came back around, I was staying right out of his dust enough that I knew when he pitted, I'd still be able to pass him, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, he didn't obey the five-mile-an-hour speed. Oh, in the okay. pit, and he got out back in front of me, and unfortunately wasn't going to get around him. So I wasn't very happy. We talked to the officials after, and they're like, well, officially didn't see it, even though my pit, when it happened, went over and told them. And long story short, I just, it is what it is. It's racing. Sometimes the cards, you know, fall your way. Sometimes they don't. Right. And, you know, i trying to be very nice about it, but <laughs> uh, it just kind of was a bummer deal. But, you know, it is what it is. We, you know, unfortunately... I really needed to beat uh, Redondi at that race and, and gain some points back, but uh, we're still not too far out, and, you know, we still have a few more rounds. Absolutely, man. Just got to stay positive, and as we say, keep your elbows up, and, man, I, I'm sure you can fight back up into there and and uh, make the last few a positive finish, you know? I mean, that's what I'm hoping to see, and I, I got to stick – I got to find ways. I wish you need to, on your social media, like – tell us when you're going to races because like i don't always know and i'll try to look up your pages and see when you're racing but you know if i knew you were going to a race i would pay more attention on the websites and try to see how you're doing that day but i mean 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. Unfortunately, I need to up my social media game. Or Christy does, maybe. Me. No, she might see. Yeah, I can't. She doesn't run my program, dude. I don't know where you're getting this information <laughs> at. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, you, you, you proposed recently. I mean, proposed, you, yeah. You're about to get married. I mean, that, yeah. you know, how, you know, seriously, how, like, how do, do you, you feel about, about that? The new, do, do you know the new news? Uh, well, about the baby? Yeah, I knocked her up. I mean, I'm, when I'm going to tie some, something down, I tied it down. Tied it down. I was like, yeah. ring, pregnant, you ain't going nowhere, baby. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> sent her... I, I messaged her on uh, Instagram, I think, and asked her if you know if you guys were gonna name it. If it's a girl, you know, name it Chris. Yeah, I mean, name it Chris. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to her. Uh, well, so yeah, no, so it's crazy. Life's happening fast. It is, man. I mean, shit, I haven't even known you a year yet, you know, and you, you guys, I don't think you guys have been dating a terribly long time. September of last year, had you? Yeah, the thing is, it's funny. Is like. Me and Christy known each other for so long. Like right. I worked with her at KTM, and then like people always ask, "Oh, how long?" And it's like, "Well, we've talked and hung out and off and on." Like we've known each other for so long. It's like I feel, I feel like you know, shoot, I feel like I've been being it for ten years. So, right, right. I mean, we're already ten years deep. It feels like. Well, she's a big part of your program. From what I mean, you, you joke, but I mean, she does go to the races. She supports supports you. She's been a stepmom, even though you're not married to Emery. Um, you know, even though she, you know, she was Orange Brigade, which we'll she's forgive her for that. We'll forgive her for that. I'm racing Mammoth the next two weekends, and I'm highly wondering if she's going to be wearing an orange shirt the days or if it's just going to be different colors, but I have a feeling she's going to be Orange Brigade in it. Uh-oh. No, you're not. She said for sure now I'm wearing Orange Brigade. <laughs> she won't wear anything. She won't wear a Suzuki shirt. That's that's pretty funny to me. I mean, but I mean, I'm sure <laughs> you guys definitely seem like you have a really cool relationship. And uh, yeah, we try to have fun with it. Yeah. I mean, I I like to as much as she busts my balls, I bust them right back to her. You know, like she bleeds orange, and it's never gonna never gonna end. I can tell you that. Well, and to have a a, a companion, you know, to have your fiance, your future wife, be into the sport. And supportive has got to make things a lot easier. You know, nobody wants to go, at least me, I don't want to go to the track and not have my chick there. I like her being there. I like it when I come off the track and she hands me a, a, a towel and, and something to drink. You know, I mean, it's, I, I think that's a really, for me anyway, it, it's a motivating. Yeah, it's it's good. As a, it's funny because uh, she's my biggest critic for sure. Her and Emery, actually. Emery, Emery's actually, I think, worse than she is about it. But, <laughs> I mean... There's no, there's no sympathy here for getting third and fourth, and you know, well, unfortunately, you're barely giving her credit for winning a race because she was by herself. So I don't expect her to give you any. Yeah, you know, no. Well, that's why she's getting it right back. We went to Arizona, and I got fifth at that race, and I just I'm not finish. I got fifth, right? So this, but I, so I won the championship though, but I got fifth place. Right. And. So this year, she's like, hey, where are we going? We're going, oh, we're going back to work. Because uh, she's like, we're going back to her daddy winning the championship. And she's like, oh, you mean the place where you got fifth place at? That's awesome. And she's like, well, no, the place where he won the championship. And she's like, yeah, but he got fifth place. <laughs> and I'm like, geez, kid. Like, you know what I mean? It's That's just, awesome. She's definitely your daughter. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's like, no, super good.
That's that's awesome, man. So um, before we wrap this up, you know, when I met you, you were living out in Hesperia in the high desert. You've moved since then, correct? Yeah, no, I'm living uh, down in uh, I still have my house in Trumpet there, and uh, you know, I'm using I'm still using my shop and going up there and using it to train here and there. Um, unfortunately, this year with everything going the way it's going, it's just been like going back and forth and you know unfortunately haven't been able to get my schedule tied down the way i want but yeah. luckily we have we have about two and a half three months off now it's kind of our off season right now okay in the summer so i'm restructuring the program where uh you know i've already been we've been having talks with suzuki we're trying to change a few things on that end and, and make some steps forward that way the end of the year goes good and hopefully you know we're we're swinging and ready to go to win this championship and ready to go for 19 as well it's awesome, man. I'm I'm excited to see how this thing finishes out. And but when where you've moved to though, are there places for you to go um, train that where you can go ride and actually have like a, a couple mile loop or anything like that? Yeah, there's some rough track. There's some rough track stuff around here that's good. But honestly, I ride a lot of moto. Okay. Um, especially now that like like tomorrow I'm gonna ride Glen Helen Thursday, and it's good because uh, they prep it basically like a national so it just gets rough and ruddy and crappy so it's great training and all the fast guys are out there so it's good to good to get passed by those guys and right. make you feel like holy crap i gotta you gotta pin more come on dude well, so, so speaking of glenn helen and on thursday you know we, we had jason anderson get hurt last thursday and then dino got hurt before the season started out there with the way they run things no flaggers just open practice what do you think about that, man? And how do you feel when you're out there and there's kids and just all different skill levels? I think the kids, kids and the girls honestly need to be on, on a vet track and stuff. Yeah. Um, the incident with, with uh, Jason last week, I was actually there. I watched the dude actually wreck that. It was the nastiest thing I've ever seen. Dude, the dude whiskeyed into the face of this roller and he just went shooting. And I was like, I was standing like, my my truck was like not even a football field, and I'm just watching this guy in the air, just and I'm like, oh my god, and he just fell, and I was just, there's nothing you can do, stand up, watch, nothing I can do, and then uh, it just they had people, and they tried stopping, uh, they tried stopping, uh, you know, slowing people down and just send them into the infield for a minute, you know, right? But it was one of those things where, you know, the guy turned turned and just, you know. It, it it sucks. I mean, unfortunately, when you're at a public track like that, I, even Polo, like, they have a regional this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And we went Tuesday, which is normal, like, pro day, and there's just loads of 65 and 85 kids out there, and you got Plessinger and all these guys, you know, hitting yeah. all these jumps around these kids on 65. I'm like, first off, it's not. It's the parents should be like, hey, Let's wait until the afternoon and let the kids run. Let the kids run the vet track until, and I know they'll say, well, they're going to run to the open. I understand you paid your fee, you paid your price to get in, but at the same time, it's just have safety. And I don't care how fast they are, but you need to get them in for Loretta's or the regional, whatever. Like, as long as they're riding, they'll be fine. And let them ride the track later in the day. Yeah. Yeah, see, they don't do stuff like out here in Texas when they have a practice day, which we don't get weekday practices really ever, but it's all organized. You know, you get 15 or 20 minutes. You, there's a, you know, beginner novice. There's a intermediate vet. There's an A or, or however they decide to do it, 65. They, they separate it all. 
Now, when you first get there in the morning, there might be an open practice until there's a certain number of bikes where they can, the track owners can tell it's not safe, and then it goes to organizing. That's just the way it is. Yeah, and I and I and I honestly, I hate when they split motos, split practice. Okay. Because they'll go like, oh, 20 minutes for big bikes, 20 minutes for little bikes, and I didn't even know. And Arizona have five little bikes out there. Right. And they split practice, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. You got 150 guys trying to run at the same time, and now you got all these dudes wadding. And so, obviously, like a lot of these tracks, they have bike tracks. They have smaller kid style tracks out here. You know, Glen Helen has the only track. Yeah. Paul has the vet track. Like, the kids and beginner riders, like, they need a flagger that says, hey, until a certain time, like one o'clock, you can't ride on the main track or whatever it is. And I'm like, you need to go ride this track. They need, and I, unfortunately, I know you'd probably make those guys mad, but. It's for their safety, you know. Nobody wants to land on anybody. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you need. And, I mean, I, and it, Go ahead. It's, no, I'm just saying, like, it's it's a it's a it's a heavy topic because I don't I don't know if that's the right answer. I mean, I don't know the right answer. I know these tracks get a lot of criticism. We give them a lot of criticism. It's like, but you don't want to piss up. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I lost you for a second. Oh, sorry about that. That's all right. But no, I'm just saying, like, the beginners, novice, those guys are the ones paying the bills. So, I don't, you know, it's hard. How do you, you know, make those guys upset, you know? Well, like, I, like I'm saying, if it was something they got used to, like, I hear we we don't get mad when we have to come off and the kids go out there for 20 minutes, even if there's only two, because we just, that's what we were used to. It's always been that way. Yeah. You know, and that's just when, we, as far as an amateur, like myself, that's when we go in and take a break anyway, and we bullshit with our buddies and, you know, I would think that yeah. a track like Glen Helen, when you have all these factory riders practicing, maybe they should have a two- or three-hour period where it's only A-level guys are allowed on the track. Yeah. So they can get their practice in, especially if they have a separate track. But, yeah, it's definitely and I, crazy. I know Glen Helen's done that a little bit. When, like, when they got ready for the first national, they had, like, pro practice from, like, 10 to 12. Okay. Pros only, but... I, I went out there and nobody's monitoring it. There's still slow guys out there. It's not like you have somebody out there with a black flag that's pulling people off. Yeah. Know? Well, I mean, oh. people are going to continue to get hurt if they don't figure something out. And, and some at some point, some uh, a little kid's going to get hurt seriously. And maybe I don't know. I hate to, I just hate to even think about that. But well, Gary, man, I really appreciate you taking some time tonight to visit with me and yeah, uh, of course doing a little interview. I mean, I always like talking to you and definitely yeah. Uh, Hey, before we go, uh, tell me who your sponsors are this year. Oh, man, I got a good group of people. Uh, definitely uh, Fred Hatch, uh, CD Boots, Foothill Drywall, Yoshimura, Twisted Develop, Mika Handlebars, Wayside Lumber, Matrix, W, Diptide, DT1, Rake Tech, Sherby's. Man, like I said, Seat Concepts, Recluse has been huge, Full Spectrum Power, D8, Icon, and there's the tight suspension. I mean, it's been it's been awesome to X-brand. see everybody come to X Brand Goggles. Thor. There you go. Did I miss anybody? Uh, Bell. I said we could run it, run it. Bell. Bell. That's a Bell. Yeah. I well, that's the thing. I said Twisted Berry. She she walked out again, of course, and now she's trying to monitor who my sponsors are. I'm I unfortunately I didn't have like a list like the pro guys do. Right. You you didn't have somebody with the pit uh, board, yeah. No, that's the hard part is, you know, like, it's tough. I mean, you get all these people supporting you, and you try not to forget everybody. Like, IMS, I don't think it's an IMS, you know. It's like, there's so many pieces. GPR, there's so many pieces to the puzzle. Yeah. And, you know, it takes 
a lot of people to make it all work. So couldn't be more thankful to have everybody on board and look forward to hopefully keeping them on for 19 and absolutely hopefully wrap up this hopefully wrap up this championship this year. I hope so. I'm de- you know I'm pulling for you and um, I'll continue to try to follow you on social media and, and keep up with the website, see how you're doing, and wish you nothing but the best of luck. All right, man. Sounds good. I appreciate it. All right, Gary. Thanks again, man. You have a good night. Tell Christy I said hi. Will do. All right. See ya. Later.